Welcome to episode 38 of the Canvas Casters podcast. This is our InstructureCon 21 special edition, where Marcus and I are going to recap all the great happenings around the event from last week. We even have some special guests along the way. Marcus, what a day it was. I know I had to walk away from all things work-related the next day. My boss probably doesn't love hearing that, uh, but I but I did. I just, I needed some time away. It was like a 24-hour Twitter chat. There were ideas and posts coming in from everywhere. It was nonstop. I just needed time to decompress. It was absolutely crazy. And over the last couple of days, I think we've gotten to do that. And that's where this kind of special edition podcast has popped up. Absolutely. I, um, <laughs> I, I have affectionately referred to uh, last Friday as uh, the InstructureCon hangover. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I'm with you. Uh, I was working and my brain was sort of fried. But at the same time, it was there was there were just so many things that I wanted to investigate and dig dig more into. And uh, I wanted to reach out to folks uh, that I w- had interacted with on Twitter. I wanted to reach out to folks at Instructure and check in with them. I, I frankly did some wellness checks, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. I definitely did some wellness checks on Friday, like, hey, just hoping hoping you're bouncing back from yesterday's big event. You know, <laughs> I was like, I just want to make sure everybody's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big thing. I know that, you know, folks listening right now, you might say, well, it was a virtual conference. It, you know, it's not the same as, a, as an in-person. And certainly there are you know, there are trade-offs, but I can tell you one thing that's consistent. When your brain is packed full of new content, new ideas, and that excitement, I think that that, the the impending exhaustion is the same. Um, (laughs) Whether you're in person or whether you're virtual, I think everybody was excited and exhausted uh, after after a day of learning. And Marcus, you you did get a chance to present. Now, I I was kind of behind the scenes most of the day, checking in with uh, a lot of our friends and customers and and clients out there that are using Canvas um, and kind of checking in on some of the sessions. But you actually got a chance to present over the Center for Leadership and Learning. So what was that like? How did that go? Yeah, so um, most of uh, most of the day, um, as we as we mentioned, it was like a a ginormous Twitter chat. Um, so I, I spent a good chunk of time uh, trying to do the same thing as, as Eddie was interacting with folks and, and checking in, which was fun. Um, but I did have that uh, during the the booths, the networking and the the product booth uh, sessions. Uh, myself and uh, Neely Bowden uh, represented the Center for Leadership and Learning. And we, uh, whew, I mean, here's the thing. All right. I- I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it 100, as the kids say. We sort of decided, you know what? We're just going to be in there. It'll be like a really casual Q&A. The same way you walk up to a vendor booth or a, a, any sort of booth at a, at a real conference. We're there to chat with you, get to know you, network, whatever. Fine. That all went out the window within about 17 and a half seconds of the booth <laughs> opening and being live to people. Um, because um, when I saw a bunch of names in that room and my camera's on and my mic's on and Neely's camera's on, Neely's mic's on, we realized, okay, we need to initiate sort of the, the conversation. Present. 
present. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we we did that, um, and, and we talked and sh- uh, sort of shared what the Center for Leadership and Learning is, what our goals are, how we serve uh, the needs of leadership in districts and districts and institutions worldwide, and um, that you know took a chunk of time. And then it was kind. Of, I I told I told a few people this, Eddie. I said I had to slip into podcast mode <laughs> <laughs> because. Though we weren't necessarily instructed to, this was a three-hour thing, Eddie. Right. Not like yeah. they told us to present for three hours. Uh, so right. but we got through our sort of our, our the basics, and then it was quiet, and <laughs> and I didn't know what. So then it was like, you know, then I slipped into podcast mode. I'm like, hey, check out in the chat room. We've got. Eddie here. Hey, Eddie. You know, and, and so I really started trying to trying to turn it on a little bit. Um, and luckily, uh, it went great, and, and and people had great questions, and uh, they had questions about what the Center for Leadership and Learning is and what we do, but they also had all awesome. sorts of other questions um, about like uh, Canvas Certified Educator and, and some of the great initiatives that instructors uh, implemented over the you know past year or so, and. Uh, so it was a really fun opportunity just to kind of help folks get the answers that they needed, give them some insight about what's happening moving forward. And if I didn't have the answer, I, I usually could tell them where to find it. That's awesome. I, I know I've heard from so many folks in the last four or five days about how this was different than a lot of virtual conferences they've ever attended, that there were a number of elements that were put together. And honestly, we know the person that's uh, fully in charge of these events, um, Jackie, uh, on our team, and just is a fantastic individual, puts her heart and soul to make sure that not only these virtual events feel like real events, that they are super successful, and I think probably can walk away and um, be super proud of, of what was was put out there because everybody I've talked to has just been so glowing. Uh, what do you say, Marcus? Let's jump right into it, shall we? We had the pleasure of chatting with three fantastic individuals that you're going to hear from over the course of the next several minutes. Michael Alendi, not only a keynoter at InstructureCon 21, but also a fresh voice from the Halls of Instructional Design down there at Florida International University. Also our good friend, Tisha Richmond, who is Medford School District Student Engagement and Canvas Coordinator. She's also a speaker and author from Southern Oregon who has career and tech roots. I don't mean to brag on my CTE teachers. Hey. Uh, but she's also the creator of the Make Learning Magical podcast. We'll put that in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. And finally, someone we've been wanting to have onto this podcast for oh so long, Brad Moser, a Canvas contractor and director of blended learning at Blue Valley School District in Kansas. What do you think, Marcus? Ready to get started? Let's, you said jump, let's jump right, let's jump right in, folks. I didn't know they made those. Hey, it's, well, this is big. Now watch, now watch, I'm going to take you on a tour. Okay. Oh, there he is. Like, no. Are you kidding me? He's got all those Funko Pops. He never takes them out of the box. This, yeah. th- listen, they're my, um, you know, it's like what, what are the things? Oh, the uh, Beanie Babies. I was just about to say it's millennial Beanie Baby trauma. Yes, we cannot yes. help. That's how I know. I know born. that there's no good reason to keep them in the box. <laughs> I know I'm not retiring on this, but I just I feel you never like know. They need to just. I need to keep them in good condition. 
Michael, thanks for joining us. We're really excited to, to talk post Instructure Con with a lot of some of our favorite people. Now, I know you're down there in Florida International University, correct? FIU. Tell us a little bit about what you do there and some of your main responsibilities as it pertains to not only your district, but some things you see overall in your region. Uh, well, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I'm still surprised every day when someone feels like I have something interesting to say. <laughs> um, I uh, at, at FIU, we're located in, in sunny, beautiful Miami, Florida. Um, and here I'm the Associate Director for Instructional Learning Technologies at FIU Online. Um, and when I say that, people are like, okay, cool, long title. That must mean you're doing a lot of stuff. The way that I describe my position generally is I work with a team of incredible instructional designers who solve problems and create incredible things. Um, so we are the unit that goes out and researches new ed tech tools, ed tech processes, and, and kind of stays on top of, of new research to make sure that we're not only at the edge of that for online learning and, and digital instruction, uh, but that we're also bringing that back to the school, training our faculty, training our instructional design team, and deploying those components of our, our innovative ecosystem here at FIU. So that's the team that I oversee, uh, primarily through procuring and researching tools and processes. Um, I'm also a faculty fellow in our Honors College, where I teach face-to-face, -face, fully online, hybrid, high-flex, whatever modality they're going to make up next, um, and that I really, I think has kind of played well with my role at FIU online and my relationship with, uh, Canvas being both a, uh, an administrator in ed tech and also a faculty deploying that stuff. You've got that feeling that you've got this title, but then you got to tell people what, the, what that really is. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we can all relate to that, um, in some way, shape or form, uh, sort of like, okay, this sounds pretty awesome. Let me tell you what this really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I, I, I thought that was a perfect description to kind of break it down and just say, here, this is what we do. Uh, so I really, really uh, can appreciate that for sure. Now, uh, we, of course, know you uh, through uh, our connections, obviously, with Canvas and, and our influencing group and, and, and all these great Canvas fam folks. But um, a lot of I guess, frankly, the world got to sort of uh, get to know you a little bit recently at InstructureCon um, and got to hear some really amazing and, and insightful uh, work from you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how that whole thing came about, like the phone call or the email, how you got to the point where fresh and, and looking good, rubbing and shoulders, stage in high definition. <laughs> tell us how that got because i'm 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 not gonna lie a little bit jealous so i, I want to hear the backstory and not a lot of us get the opportunity to rub shoulders with melissa lobel but you know michael here he's on stage with cat in this keynote for instructure con what was that like let me let me tell you you know every once in a while i'm like this this is you mean the other michael or the oh 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 <laughs> i i have that experience was incredible. I have to, to say, you know, one thing I learned very early on in higher ed as a student, as an undergrad, someone told me, you know, college isn't just about what you know. It's also about who you know. 
And I've been fortunate to have individuals kind of along this, this online learning journey who have seen like, hey, you care about this stuff. Like you're passionate about this. We need someone to tap into that. And, and fortunately for me, it has been one of them is Sky King. If, you, if you're in kind of the Canvas community, you know Sky is incredible. She's active. She's one of our, our shining stars here at FIU. Um, she is, is, is super active in the Canvas community. Um, and she connected me to Mark. Uh, and if you know Mark, you're going to laugh a little bit because he gives you so many things to laugh at. Um, <laughs> but an incredible, incredible guy. Uh, I was given the opportunity to do a couple of online webinars for Canvas during the pandemic. Um, that's a thing that I do. You know, my mom said that I talked too much when I was younger and that would never help me. And I'm like, well, I guess that you were wrong a little bit with that. But um, I did a lot of presentations and he kind of found some of my presentations along the way and invited me to talk about the really great things we're doing here uh, at FIU with Canvas. And so I got to do two of those and that led to a connection uh, in Canvas's live stream of the future of education through higher ed. So I was part of that community talking to these brilliant administrators, these, these incredible people about, man, what's the future of higher ed after this global pandemic changing the way we think, we eat, we, we I mean, do everything. And I think out of that, they were like, you know what, there's something about this guy that would be really interesting to bring to the people outside of this small live stream um, at InstructureCon. And, and I mean, I, it, Mark is so interesting. He, he just had a baby and I, you know, he, he reached out to me. He's like, oh my gosh, you know, the baby's here. All the, we talk about random things. And he was like, yeah, you know, we're talking about, I don't know, Tesla's, all these other things. <laughs> and he's like, oh, by the way, you know, there's this thing that we're doing in StructureCon. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, and I'm like, uh, yeah. He's like, well, you know, we'd love it if you came and spoke. I did not realize it was part of the keynote until <laughs> maybe two days before I was about to get my plane ticket and fly over. And I'm like, Mark, you, I need more information on this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was an incredible kind of happenstance, right? Through the people I knew, through the thing, them seeing the thing I was passionate about. Um, and how that found its way into uh, the keynote stage at, at Instructure. Yeah, I know that so many folks when I was watching, because I, I obviously I work with Mark very closely, you know, during my nine to five. And then I saw you and we, we've known Kat for a while. We've communicated with her for a long time. And you're kind of, you know, been introduced to the group at, at some place down the road. Right. But mm -hmm. I've never seen you speak and I didn't see I've never seen any of the presentations that you've given. So it's like I'm seeing you almost for like I, the first time right on the big stage with InstructureCon. And I am messaging Mark and Marcus and like this dude is for real. Like <laughs> it is so good. Like some of the things that were, you were saying and some of the things that were being brought up were just phenomenal. So what are some, obviously you were part of the event. You got to kind of see it, you know, through, <laughs> through that whole virtual experience. Uh, what'd you think about this year? I mean, was there anything that you really loved about it? Uh, what are some things that you just enjoyed seeing, even though it was virtual? I mean, we can all kind of talk about, you know, 
uh, we just really would love to be in person at some point. But um, the virtual experience was was fairly good from my point of th- my point of view. But I always love to hear from others uh, what they thought. Yeah, you know, I, I think as far as online conferences goes, um, Canvas is they figured it out, right? Having those keynotes pre-recorded, and I do think there was. I wrestle with this. There were so many options, so many options. It was overwhelming. But in that same regard, because it was online, I remember meeting with some of my team and saying, okay, I'm going to go to this session. You go to that session. And we had such, I mean, such a catalog of things to to look at and to, to investigate that it really felt like this almost had everything that I thought I might need out of that conference. And that asynchronous kind of plug in and and, and moving around was a a really great move. I'm going to say something that I'm not sure everyone here knows. um, But when I went to college, I did what what most good college students do. And I did anything for swag. I went to so many stalker games for a free t-shirt. I cannot tell you. How many credit cards did you sign up for? (laughs) Oh, oh, that's not even on the here. I'm still, my wife is like, why do you have this, babe, undergrad? Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, the swag, the badging, the emails kind of fall, even that little kind of like side. And I know it's this automated little nudging through your emails and, and whatever, even that felt so familiar and so kind of connecting. I really loved how Canvas was intentional about using that innate humanness to kind of get that swag and engage and report that you're engaging on, on items uh, to really incentivize us to, to be connected even more. Um, I liked something that's going to be very nerdy and disappointing. Uh, I like the, the focus on discussions this year, you know, I'll be honest. And I'm, I'm a part of the team is of the group of people who do this as well. Discussions get a bad rap. Right. And I'm speaking more with my faculty hat now than my my um, tech administrator hat. But Canvas was really intentional, not only with the new rollouts to Canvas discussions, but even some of the tools highlighted the perspectives that some of the presenters took to really saying you can do so much more than assign many essays in this tool. Right. And require three replies. Um, So I really liked that that focus. And I think that was a reaction to the lack or the drain of communication, the, the, the connection, the community building that we had uh, during this, this pandemic. That's the, that's what I, and Eddie and I are both K-12 sort of at heart. And so we, we continue to learn um, when we get to talk to folks like you about higher ed and, you know, as it, as it pertains to discussions, I mean, I know that I have, you know, historically, like I didn't, I didn't go down that road very often with teenagers. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't feel comfortable enough um, to uh, to allow such an open communication format, um, and that's, that's, that's why about as safely as I can put it. But uh, <laughs> but I love, I see the power. I've seen it work, um, and. and that's, I guess, that's one of those great benefits that that you have in a higher ed uh, situation where uh, you really can leverage that sort of thing. And what you said was, I think, really important. The whole like discussions get a bad rap. Uh, I think they get bad rap because people are doing them incorrectly. Yeah, you know? it, <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not that. 
it's not that like the actual tool in this case. Yeah. It's not that. It's no. this thing that you're the the description you gave is exactly what my wife complained about uh, when she was getting her master's. I gotta get into this discussion board and I gotta have three replies and nobody says anything important. They just mm-hmm. gotta get there. They just gotta tick the box. Yep. And she was just off put by it. And I yeah, that's exactly what I told her. I was like, man, if they would just approach this differently, <laughs> like it could actually be worthwhile. So I, I love that. Um, you know, you the the work that Instructure has done, Canvas has done to beef up discussions and give the options um, with, you know, video and audio and images that can be, you know, there's just tons of different approaches to that, that chunk, that little, that little chunk of, of Canvas. So I really dig that. Um, tell us, uh, we don't want to keep you too long, but we want one more thing from you. Um, if you if you sort of zoom out and you think about the entirety of the of the day, um, all of what you saw, the interaction you had with with your folks uh, during and after uh, the day, the breakouts, the booths, all of it. If you take that all into account, what's your big your one big takeaway? What's the thing that you take and say this is going into my canvas backpack? We are at a point in digital learning and i and i use that term intentional intentionally um not online instruction not distance learning digital learning which can occur face to face in the classroom synchronously and asynchronously we are at a place in digital learning where we are exploding the options and the impact how we do what we do that's including strategies and tools how we do what we do is starting to finally get to learning is community building and connecting ideas and learners in the process. And I'll be honest, my wife is a K-12 teacher. She's been telling me this my whole life, right? I'm a professor. So, you know, I said this on, on the keynote, my, t- my wife teaches, I profess apparently, according to, to that Ikea rep. Um, but I, what, I, what I saw in that, and I think what K-12 has been seeing all along, is that community development is so central to the learning process that to do it well, you need meaningful analytics. You need the tools to be able to manage meaningful learning experiences. And you need strategies in the community that's going to support you into navigating those problems. I saw tools that took into account all of those items. I saw presenters and speakers that took account all those items and everyone seems to be right at this like edge where we're getting it, we're there, but we're, you can tell we're like, we're just at the start of this. And I can see, you know, something in, 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 in Canvas, they, they know that they're at that. And it's like, they're building this potential to hold all of that to where this will go next. Um, the thing that I took away is, is absolutely that digital learning is at a place where it is going to become a central foundation to how we're learning and training in anything. And we're all preparing kind of for that, that next wave, that community connection. This is not the beginning of something that is, is at its peak. No, this is about to get infused into our culture in a really critical way. Uh, Michael, with folks like you, I'd, 
I have no worries or fears on which direction this goes, because you speak so passionately about not only higher ed, but instructional design topics and, and the entire ed tech community. We are so grateful that you not only got to share that voice at InstructureCon, but that you're taking the time to talk to do schmoes from Indiana um, about an event that happened a week ago. So uh, we just, we have to have you back into the studio. We we have to do a full-blown episode with you sometime soon. The Canvas casters are making a formal request. You can't say no. You're on the record, <laughs> but we have to have you back very soon. So let's do it again, my friend. All right. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate the invite. Welcome back to the Canvas Casters podcast. Hearing about InstructureCon 2021 and all things EdTech and Canvas, we have Tisha Richmond. Tisha, welcome to the show. Hello, it's an honor to be here with you both. Thanks for having me. We, we, we're familiar. Eddie, you, Eddie has some history. You guys know each other. I don't know you very well. I went to, I went to Twitter and it says on Twitter, I want to get this right because I just I looked at it in your bio on Twitter. It says joy specialist. A hundred percent. Yes. So um, I have high expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I like to bring joy wherever I go. I think we all need a lot of joy these days. Well, we, we agree. We, we enjoy uh, we enjoy being joyous ourselves. So we, we do our <laughs> best. Um so, but we, we wanted to have you on the show to kind of share some of your um, big takeaways from InstructureCon 2021. Uh, of course, an online event, um, you know, we probably all want to be in person, high-fiving, fist-bumping, elbow, whatever that elbow thing is that the kids are doing, um, and, and just a good old-fashioned hug. But um why don't you tell us a little bit first, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what you do there in, in Oregon and, and sort of what your day-to-day -day looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am a student engagement and professional development specialist, as well as Canvas coordinator for the Medford School District. It's in the southern part of Oregon. So for those of you who don't know Medford, it's about five hours directly south of Portland at the very, at the very bottom of the state. And so in our district, I support teachers K through 12 in just integrating innovative practices, sometimes involve tech, sometimes doesn't involve tech, and, and help them get onboarded and, and learn and get their students learning through Canvas. And that has been kind of a new part of my role that started last year. Last year was our first year of bringing on Canvas into the Medford School District. And so it's been a real um, fun and sometimes messy adventure of getting getting a whole district on. And we have all of our teachers K through 12 in the platform. And so it's a, been a lot of learning for me, but I absolutely love what I do. And I do feel like joy specialist is part of like the secret part of my role and that I want teachers to feel empowered and to be find joy in teaching. And I want to find, I want to help students find joy in learning as well. And so that's kind of what I try to infuse into everything that I do. 
Tisha, you had obviously, uh, you've probably been to a number of conferences, whether you've been a speaker, obviously you've got a lot of chops in the in the authorship as well as have your own podcast, but you've been to probably a number of conferences through the pandemic. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what InstructureCon did differently or something that you really loved about this year's conference? We would all love to be in person as Marcus kind of talked a little bit about, but talk about how that experience went for you, what you loved about it, what you didn't love about it, or even just... Uh, uh, some things that you might have saw, seen that were a little bit different than what you've been exposed to in the past. Yeah, I really um, appreciated the structure, just how you had the morning keynote, and then you had kind of that networking span of time, and then you had the afternoon keynote, and then you had kind of all of your sessions within this chunk of time, and you could pick and choose, and they were all a little bit shorter, so you could you feel like you could you know, watch a little bit more than maybe you would be able to normally and, and jump around a little bit. And there was just so many different sessions offered spanning so many different topic areas, which I thought was amazing. And in our district, I have a team of what we call digital engagement. It's our digital engagement team that we call them, I call them spark starters. And they are in each school. So I have one per school in our district and they all registered for the conference. And so we had kind of a back channel going on Padlet where as we were learning throughout the conference, we were sharing on that Padlet and responding and replying to each other. And that was really fun too, just to feel like we could bring everyone together because we were all in different locations. Um, tuning in to the conference and so to have that way to kind of bring us all together since we couldn't be there face to face was really really helpful and kind of helped um, bring that energy as well we we spoke with michael alendi as well and and they were uh he spoke about the the collaboration that his team uh was able to do and we again, this is this is a prime example of how educators, uh, my old show choir uh, instructor used to say this, he'd say cope and adjust. You cope with whatever and you adjust. Yeah. And I mean, now we've got two folks here uh, who have both said, you know, we all know how the conference would have been in in real life and you would have had that same collaboration, but you'd have been doing it around a table, eating some really, really uh, average to below average food um, right. at lunch, you know. Um, but here you were able to find a way uh, to create a similar experience and still get that collaboration piece. And, and I love the fact that you've got spark starters. Is that what is that what we call it? Right. Love right. That. It goes along with the joy. Right. It's, it's all, you know, it's going with the joy theme. <laughs> uh, I, I dig it. I dig it. And I think that's great um, as a person who has had a similar role to you in a, in a, in a K through 12 setting, doing the same kind of work, you need those people, you need the, you need the posse. So uh, that's, uh, that's yeah. really, really awesome stuff. Um, so duly noted folks listening at home, you can, you can do all of the things. You just have to be a little bit more creative sometimes when we're <laughs> in a, when we're in a fully virtual uh, conference space in terms of like getting down to the nitty gritty uh, we had some really amazing keynotes, and then, of course, you had all those breakouts that you that you mentioned. Uh, was there one, or or the booths, the the networking booths as well? Uh, of all the conference, of all the things that you attended yourself, or sessions that maybe um, folks spoke about on your Padlet, what was one of the the larger, like aha moments, or one of the bigger takeaways that you had? 
Yeah, well, you know, with most conferences, you kind of look at the agenda and you really figure out what's your goal for this, right? Like, what do I really want to learn about and dive into so I can bring them back to the people that I serve? And Canvas for Elementary is one of those areas that I really wanted to dive into because we haven't flipped the switch yet for that in our district uh, because we've, our elementary teachers, as I think has been the case for a lot of different districts, have had the biggest struggle getting onboarded onto Canvas and they they were kind of feeling comfy with the setup that they had. And so I wanted to make sure that when we roll out the Canvas for Elementary that they were comfortable making that switch. And so we're gonna try to pilot uh, Canvas for Elementary with one or two of our elementary schools first before doing that. And so I really wanted to fully understand, even though I had spent some time watching some past webinars and some past learning about it, I really wanted to dive in a little bit deeper. And so I watched two sessions. One was the Canvas for Elementary session with Jody Saylor, who's the Senior Manager of Product Management. And that was just a really great run through of the entire the entire thing and just really um, I was just really impressed with how thoughtful the design team was in laying out canvas for elementary everything down to the letters and the font and, and something she said was she wanted it to have the single story a and g I don't even know what that means but like to think in that detail about what our littles need in order to be able to function within the platform I thought was really awesome. And just the simplicity and the icons that are, you know, for every tab, there's an icon associated with it and having those separate subject areas for ELA and math and science. And it's just a very simple, intuitive format that I really, really think once our teachers see it, they are really going to love it. So that was really exciting just to see that laid out. And then I also watched the one uh, Canvas with a K-5 lens, organizing Canvas for elementary self-paced learning. And that one was uh, facilitated by Lauren Swissman and Brandy Gillies. I don't know if I pronounced that right, uh, but they're from the Poway Unified School District. And that is was a neighboring, I used to teach in San Diego. And so it was a neighboring district to me down there. and really impressed with their session. And it was really um, about how to, just in the, in the normal Canvas platform, how to structure modules, how to have um, just different organizing strategies, different tools that they use to really create a platform that is helpful helpful for teachers and just laying out the module content, all of it. And that would, I think what they shared in there would really transfer to whether you're using the Canvas for Elementary platform or the traditional Canvas platform, but really um, had some great takeaways from that session. I thought it was, they were both very, very helpful and informative. And Tisha, we obviously appreciate your time so much. And we definitely, I know Marcus and I have said, we're going to say this about all the guests, like we have to have you back for a full-blown Canvas Casters episode at some point. Um, Tish, you're not, are you new to Canvas? Tell us a little bit about your experience with Canvas as far as kind of the past, present, and future here with what's going on there at, at Medford. Yeah. No, I am new as of June 2020. Wow. <laughs> so when the rest of, you know, the world is trying to figure it all out, that's where we were in the Medford School District. We'd been talking about bringing on an LMS, but we just hadn't, we were bringing on Synergy um, the, in 
fall of 2020. And so we knew that that was a big rollout. And so we were not going to do a learning management rollout until the following year. But the pandemic hit and we're like, okay, we spring was crazy for us. We had some on some on Seesaw, some on Google Classroom, some on Class Dojo. I mean, everything to try to manage. And it was making parents, teachers, students crazy. And so we just kind of went just pushed the go button and went and implemented Canvas that summer. And so I was in charge of that implementation, bringing our entire district on board. And I support 20 schools in the Medford School District. And it was, it was, it's been a journey. I mean, it's been um, really uh, a wild ride and it's been messy learning for me, you know, and, but I've been so appreciative of your podcast the Canvas community, Chris Giles um, up in Beaverton, Oregon, is, was really, really helpful to me during that summer, and he has been ever since. I'm um, getting just helping support our district and getting onboarded, and so yeah, so that that was my introduction to Canvas, and I have had a crash course, and I am just continuously amazed at how robust and awesome Canvas is and how the possibilities are truly endless. And I was just talking to a colleague this morning and just how exciting it is to really uh, dive in and learn as much as we can so we can truly help our teachers utilize Canvas to its fullest potential. Well, we are absolutely thrilled. I know I speak for Marcus to have someone like you as part of the Canvas fam, because not only will you amplify and share that message with everyone, you're always willing to share your expertise and the things that you've learned with others. And there is no better fellow pandas than those folks that do it, like Chris Giles and the folks that we're talking to today. So Tisha, thank you so much for joining us. We Again, we really appreciate it. wanted this to just be kind of a quick recap, things you learned. I don't want to stop talking. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Um, unless Marcus has another thing he wants to jump in no, here with. No, it's like it's like we're, it, we've got the can yeah. and, got like a, and we, we're pulling the tab, but if we, if we, if we pop the top, it's going to be an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. We can do that, though, another time, right? Tisha, you're yeah. coming back. That's happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I would be I'd be honored to come you back. Awesome. You heard it. It's on record. And if you haven't yet, check out the show notes. We have plugged Tisha's podcast as well, Make Learning Magical Podcast, in the show notes. Make sure you check that out. It's a fantastic podcast about making learning magical because not only is she the joy expert, She's also the magical expert. So <laughs> we're so excited for that. Thanks again, Tisha. Thank you so much. It takes me back to what the roller roller derby days. Yes. Roller, yeah, you get Friday to the, night, dude. Friday yeah. night. Get the get the four wheels on your on your feet going. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you weren't a rollerblade guy. You were. You went. Uh, you hey, bro! Rollerblades cost two dollars more. Okay, <laughs> that's fun. That's fun times. I, I'm sad. Roller skating's not still a, a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. We the got roller. Down. I, I keep thinking we're gonna do like like in the office when they go to the skating rink in the middle of the day. <laughs> I want to do that. Like Eddie, I think I, Eddie, I think you and me, we just get together. We meet I, in Indianapolis and we just go to the skating rink at like lunchtime. I could I, I could picture this now, like the, the 80s ballads come on and it's like 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's, <laughs> it's couple skate time. Couple skate, <laughs> yes. You guys just grab hands and go, baby. Just go. I, I'm not scared. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not shy about it. Let's do it. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> I know. I know what I'm not wanted, Eddie. Mar- Mar- Marcus, you hit me up when you come to Kansas City, bro. We'll we'll, we'll hit the roller See? rink up here. See, I'm there. I I'm I'm so down <laughs> for that. I, I think we just created a, a an instructor uh, live event yes. where the that's what that's what we do. It's the road show, and it's and but all the venues are skating rinks. Roller rinks, dude, with it with a, with a live DJ. Yes, maybe a live band to counter like the double part. It teachers would show up, dude, by the oh, board. No doubt, teachers would show up. No doubt. Teachers would love I'm, it. They'd be like, this is everything. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the Gary, uh, is it Gary? No, Jerry Brooks. <laughs> if he did his road shows in roller rinks. Oh my gosh. He, he would get, he'd get quite a, quite a group. That's Clean for up. sure. Clean I've up. clearly let this go on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> is that the subtle transition to. No, this is all going business? in the episode. This is all of that high quality <laughs> content in the episode. It's in the episode. <laughs> Brad, let's get to you on the things that we really want to talk about, which is InstructureCon. Obviously, you were one of the major, obvious, obviously, you were one of the, the major uh, people tweeting about all things InstructureCon, talking about all the events. Obviously, you were there. Um, just a ton of great things happening. So talk a little bit about kind of the way that you've seen things. I know you've been to a lot of conferences before. How did things go from your point of view for as far as a virtual conference and it being in StructureCon and all the glory that comes with that? But how do you think what things went or, or what did they look like on your side of the fence as an educator? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been to several. Actually, I've been fortunate to go to some InstructureCons, um, but also several other EdTech uh conferences and dude i one can i say freaking on the on the on the podcast like i freaking love yeah, this is a podcast you can say podcast. whatever you want i freaking love i love it because i love the energy i love the vibe um um you know it's kind of like-minded folks building off each other which which you got to be careful because you don't want to be you don't want to be in that sort of echo chamber right you want to be able to break free and and for me i look at these events as opportunities to have a little bit of a window into what other folks are are doing. I I also know that they're trying to impress me with their radness, right? So I try to I try to you know take that in and appreciate it, but then really like scrape back from a presentation and say, well, what what is it that's meaningful for me in my role or for my teachers in my district? Because my role as a district leader, I'm looking at what's meaningful for them. That's really something that that they could take away and and do or reproduce or we should be doing. So, so that, that's what I liked about this event is there were um, uh, 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 like lots of opportunities to connect with, um, you know, various folks, see what's going on behind the curtain with uh, various schools. Um, And then I I felt probably the most that I could connect one-on-one in person live with like the products and the vendors, right? Those were two areas where it was live. You dropped in and who cares what video platform we're on? We all kind of know how to do Zooms, Googles, whatever's. So you can drop in, turn your camera on and and and, and just go. So um so that 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 was cool. Can I be can I be real here though? Is this can I have a real moment? Yes, please. Always I, on this podcast. 
I, I on demand content for me, like everyone does it. Uh, it if I, I got to be able to fast listen to it in two times, three times speed, yep. and um, and to be real, I'm not as attracted to joining or or looking at it on demand um, during that moment. Like today, I watched, I reviewed two other sessions today because they're on demand. So I appreciate on demand, love it. But for a live event, I kind of wanted the sessions to be maybe a little livey, if that makes sense. Um, so here's an idea, Canvas. Give me the on-demand content. Have me have a week to explore it. And then follow up with the live event with those presenters and have almost like a, hey, you had an opportunity to watch their session. It's almost just like a, like what we're doing right now. Hey, yeah. hey, Tish. Hey, Tish, you did a rad thing on Gamify. That was one of my big takeaways. But let me just go talk to Tish and, and ask her one or two questions live. Like that would be kind of a cool, like, and, and Canvas could still do this, like a follow-up meet the presenters type, type, type event. So that's an yeah. idea. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because um, I actually, yesterday uh, I'm on a, a board here in Indiana and we were talking about plans for upcoming uh, conference. And normally, of course, it's an in-person conference and we, you know, it's super fun and, and we had all these plans. And uh, so then we were kind of going through, you know, can we pull that off? Or are we going to go virtual again? If Or can we do a hybrid? What does it look like? What do people want? And we got into a conversation about exactly that. Like, where is the real value in the on-demand stuff? Um, where do we, you know, how many people do we think are going to access that? How often? What should it look like? Um, you know, how should it be packaged? Mm -hmm. um, and there were, I mean we, we, we stick to an hour with this group. We do not go beyond. We we're rigid about that. I guarantee you, if we'd have let that go, it would have gone for a long time because there were lots of differing, differing opinions. Uh, but I do love, I do love what you, not only your idea, but I also, I love the perspective of there's value in having access to that stuff after the fact where you can kind of get to it when you can um, there's definitely some sort of residual value there or to catch up on the things you didn't see that day, you know, cause there were dozens and dozens of, of breakouts there and you couldn't go to all of them. So you had to pick one, you sent some other folks in your district to others, maybe if you were lucky enough to do that. Um, but yeah, now you play catch up. Yeah. That, and, and truly that's one of the benefits and I, I believe purposes of why we have technology is to be able to now kind of be in two places at once, right? The, the power of the video. So, yeah. um, so and I'm, gra I'm grateful for that. So that, that, that was definitely a, a plus. I also love instructor tries to do a good job of finding some keynote thought, you know, thought provoking uh, uh, um, folks to get out there and, and give us a wow. I missed guys. I missed the MC hammer. Uh, uh, that was a musician one, but back in 20, uh, I don't know, 2015 or 14, they had MC hammer, dude. Man. Do, 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 do a live performance. So uh, I, mean, I, could, I, would, I can, I could do a little like, there it is. Folks at, home can't see me. folks at home can't see me, but I'm doing the hammer dance right now. I'm doing the <laughs> too legit to quit thing. You got too it. Legit. You got oh it. boy. Did you just roll hey, your shoulders hey. at me? 
Yeah, I have no clue what's happening right now. I've lost all control of this podcast, if anybody hasn't been able to tell by now, uh, <laughs> which is fine. I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, Brad, you talked a little bit about gamification. So it sounds like uh, you really took some stuff away from from that session. Can you speak to kind of the larger audience? There's probably some people listening that didn't go to InstructureCon or maybe a little bit unfamiliar. Talk about that takeaway and what made that so impactful for you to be able to to sit and listen to and see. Yeah, I um, one it may be just the generation that I grew up uh, with the uh, the gray box Nintendo uh, coming out of the Commodore 64 gen, gen right like. We just grew up with games at our fingertips. And now, you know, grandma loves solitaire. Like she loved it when they, when that came on the computer. So like games are just, they're all around us. We love them. Um, I love them. And, and, uh, and, and the thing that I think Tish did a great job in, in presenting is kind of in education, we're always looking for ways to engage our students and help our students have meaningful uh, engaging activities um, along the learning journey. And I, I'm speaking more on the K-12 side, but you know what? To be honest, higher ed folks, come on. I'm an adult. I'm an adult learner. I, I would love to have a fun learning environment. And she used that word fun right in 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 her uh, in her presentation. But she did a nice job breaking down like, hey, this is game uh, a gamified learning versus. Um, game-based learning, right? And so she kind of talked to that 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 difference there. You're not so, some some of these are you're you're playing a game as part of the actual learning thing. Some of these are you're taking game elements and incorporating them into the learning process, like a leaderboard or or badges or points or uh, missions. And so um, so she 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 shared some examples there. Um, but here's one thing I took away that I, that I really like. She talked about um, learning and she put up this triangle and I can't remember, I should have cited this where she got it from or if they just kind of created it in their district. But um, she talked about kind of Maslow's, you know, we got Maslow's and you got to have that, this higher order of, you know, you, you got to have food and water before we can, you know, engage in other elements of our life. And so she talked about, you know, kids, there's this level of they got to be able to have access before then they can build on that, they have access. Now they can have this uh, belongingness and feel like they're a part of the, the learning culture in the classroom. And then that leads to teachers trying to figure out ways for high, uh, uh, leveling up the, the student's engagement before or finally capstone of then they find value in the learning. And so she built this little out. And, and so that was a cool takeaway to think about that in terms of you know, we're not, we don't want to just play games in our classroom. Like what's the value, but before you get to value, you have these other layers that need to be accounted for before you have this meaningful, valuable experience. And so um, very cool, very cool um, uh, use of Canvas to facilitate some, some uh, game-based learning in her classroom. And guys, she had, she had a, a very clear example, building out uh, her homepage um, that allowed for it was attractive homepage, but it allowed students to then select. And when they got into into one of her pages, it was like these little missions. And these little missions, it was you could tell were very student um, uh, choice uh, of where they want to go and what they need to complete. Um, and so I thought that was clever. But uh, I always look for ninja moves in Canvas because I, I, I'm, I'm a veteran. I've been around the, the, the Canvas for a long time. I, I've loved it for a long time. 
And uh, and so sometimes I, I feel like I go to presentations. I'm like, okay, it's 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 the same thing. I've I've seen that before, but often then in in, in StructureCon especially, I see these these twinklings of like, boom, that's cool. And here's something that I thought was cool: assignments where 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 she was using the assignment to let kids select which assignment they're going to do. And, and she used, um, she used groups to let kids select or join a, a group, self-select, join into a group. And then the assignments are assigned to that group. And so by self-selecting into a group, now that kid has that assignment assigned to them. Does that make sense? It's, yep. it's a crazy, crazy, clever hack um, that I hadn't seen done before. So props, Tish, props. Like I thought I've done, seen everything in Canvas. I have not. You're, you're rocking and rolling. So um, so that's what I like about InstructureCon is there are new things that are, that are happening all the time. And, uh, and so I was impressed by that, Tish. Thank you. You know, one of the things we hear a lot about Canvas is, you know, and, and we're not even going to get into it. We, we've said this earlier in the episode, you know, we're, we don't even get to pop the can on the rest of what we want to talk about with you, Brad, but um, we will, we will, we will revisit. We'll give the folks a taste of, <laughs> of what BRAD is all about, but we, we appreciate it. Um, but there, the, the differentiation and using groups, that's a really cool takeaway. And I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that's something that folks can listen to this. And then they're going to, they're going to be like, I want to know more. I need to go back and I need to dig in and watch that, that full session uh, because that is a, a, a a unique approach to implementing a couple of the different uh, t- tools within Canvas. So that's a really awesome uh, takeaway. Uh, Eddie, what do you yeah, got? Go no, go ahead, Brad. No, I wanted to just add it. It, it reminded me uh, of a TED Talk. Can I throw a TED Talk name out there? Yeah. Uh, Paul Anderson, Bozeman Science. Bozeman Science. If you haven't uh, checked that out, check that out. But he gave a TED Talk. It's oldie. It's an oldie but a goodie. And he like starts off his TED Talk with like, I teach, uh, hi, I'm Paul Anderson. I'm from uh, Bozeman, Montana, and I teach uh, AP Biology or whatever it was. And he's like, and my classroom is a video game. And like, that's how he started his thing. And then he launches into some of the principles that Tish actually, uh, I don't know if she was inspired by, by Paul as well, but um, so, so, so for those listeners that that's, that's a cool resource to get you inspired down that, down that, down that world. And, and uh, Tish is a wealth of knowledge on some of these, uh, some of these canvas hacks. Uh, so, you know, be sure to be sure to follow her. This is so cool. Like, thank you for taking a few moments. I mean, obviously we weren't going to be on here for an hour, but you do have to come back. This is kind of the way Marcus and I get you to be on record that you're going to come back and be on a full blown Canvas Casters podcast, full not blown. just a, not just an instructure con recap. So um, you have to say yes. There is there is no other option. Yeah, only if uh, it's a, it, since it's on the vinyl record, uh, I will say yes. Yes, and, and, and in that in that episode we can really dig in to, you know, some of the content we didn't get a chance to get into uh, skating rinks we talked about, but I mean, I want to go, I want to know more. We need to really get into that. And so when we, when we come back with the next uh, episode with Brad Mosier, whenever that happens, uh, we're definitely going to dig into the the hard hitting content of skating parties, nineties, uh, hip hop and R and B Commodore 64. That's it. That's it. Love it. I cannot wait. 
Oh, Eddie, Eddie, so believable. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks again, Brad. We really appreciate you taking time, man. All right, thanks, dude. You guys are rad. Keep it up.